Welcome to the Comic Blast Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Comic Blast Podcast with the first part of three final episodes for this bigger show of this bigger show. The biggest show is called Comic Blast. The show within that show is the Spider-Man reviews leading towards No Way Home. And then we're in this smaller show where it's these last three episodes before the last, what, 11 or 10 days before this uh, movie called No Way Home comes out. Um, I'm one of your host, Grayson. Uh, is it nine days? Yeah, nine days. Because it comes out officially the 17th, but we'll see it the 16th. So you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. That's crazy. Wild. I know. I've got, like, just like old times, back pre-Comic Blast days, I've got our tickets, and it's me, Keenan, and my dad. And, Classic. Yeah. I don't even know the last time we've seen a movie. All three of it. Just, like, just three of us. Probably, like, like Avengers or something? Endgame? Endgame. Yeah, it was Endgame. Yeah. That was the last time that happened. That was fun. Yeah. That was a long time ago. That was well over two years ago, Jeez. two and a half years ago. Um, but uh, anyway, we're talking about uh, Spider-Verse today, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which I feel like is only appropriate considering the footage that we just got of Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Uh, so maybe we can talk a little bit about that before we hop into the review for Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, uh yeah, I actually I've, just rewatched it like right like as soon as I was like I was waiting on you and I had I rewatched Into the Spider-Verse today. Um, I don't think Keenan knows this, but I I had a terrible stomach bug yesterday. So uh, so fifth time this year I've been sick. That's the uh, that's the pros to dating a, a preschool director is you get all of the germs that that get tr- uh, transferred from the little kids to me. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so, you know. Uh, fifth time being sick this year, but that allows me to take some time off so I could watch Spider-Verse today, um, and we'll get into that in just a second, but the Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, not trailer, but, like, first look, yeah, um, because it's more so, like, an act, like, a full-on, like, like, two or three scenes, yeah, that are kind of, kind of all spliced and interconnected together, um, and it looks great. I am so excited, and the fact that it's not just across the Spi- Spider Verse, but it's across the Spider Verse Part One, yeah, makes me really excited because that means that's at least two more parts, maybe more. Yeah, uh, and it and it shows that Sony has already funded them, like they have a story they want to tell, and has funded them enough to uh, to create this full fledged story that they want to tell. Um, what did you think about the See. teaser footage stuff? I took a lot out of the part one thing because it shows that, like you said, they have a story that they specifically want to tell Tell that's going to take multiple films to complete. Because mm-hmm. they could have easily just been like Across the Spider-Verse, and then they could have been like, the, the next one's a sequel to Across the Spider-Verse. Right. But they're making it known, like, this is one of two parts, similarly to how, you know, Infinity War and Endgame are like, they're essentially two parts of this larger right. story. Um, so I, I find it interesting that they're not in it to just pump out a fun Spider-Man movie. They're like, nah, yeah. we're going to build something. Like, we're establishing something here, you know? Right. Their Spider-Verse is to be taken seriously. And um, 
you know, we'll get into how I felt about the other movie before, but this one looks just, it's exactly what I wanted it to be. Like, from what I've seen so far, we get a little bit older Miles, a little bit older Gwen in this one, but it still carries over that same, like, tone from the first film that we loved. Um, so everything looks great from what we have seen. And yeah. I, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. We'll get into the, our review, but like Spider-Verse, like for a while I was debating on Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Verse as my favorite Spider-Man movie. So yeah. obviously really looking forward to this. So what are your thoughts? I I loved it. And I'm glad that they're like, that's, we finally have footage of it because yeah. I remember they announced they were going to do another one and they were like, oh, it won't come out until 2022. Or maybe they announced it and it actually was supposed to come out this year, I think. And then it got delayed, if I'm not mistaken. Um, either way, it's been, uh, well, actually, this month makes it uh, three, three, three years. years since the first one came out. So yeah. it'll be a, just under four years um, since the first one came out. Um, but it's basically just like more of what we like what we got yeah. from the first movie, which is not a bad thing. They're not like changing anything or like, you know, feeling like they have to do something new and fresh. Like the first one was already so new and fresh. Like mm-hmm. they can just double down on that. Whether mm-hmm. that be the crazy animation style or how it encapsulates comic book artwork, but in a, like a motion picture yeah, or um, the action or the colors, like all of the different aspects from it. Uh, they're really just capitalizing on in the best way possible, and it makes me very excited. And uh, and someone I like, and I don't know if I, I think I didn't fully understand what they were saying, but I think I kind of get now. I was talking, I I posted the trailer or the footage to my Instagram story, and uh, and let me let me quote them specifically. It's my friend Ben, um, mm-hmm. and I I was not planning this at all, but. Um, he said, they, he replied to that story and said, man, they really said, let's do whatever the F we want. And I was like, well, to be honest, all of that is totally comic book accurate, believe it or not. And he said, right. But I mean, they were like, we're not going to tailor to what the, we are not going to tailor to what will be well-received slash mainstream. And I was like, do you think? I was like, I feel like they were just expanding on what was received well in the first fl- film. And yeah. I was like, I met with the character of Spider-Man in general, which is totally true. I think in terms of what has been well received with Spider-Man obviously has been the MCU like mo- like general audiences love what they did with Far From Home and stuff like mm-hmm. that I think in the Spider-Verse was not like like I mean it was a risk I feel like it, ha- yeah. it was a risk to like make let's just like hey let's make this really highly stylized um, larger budget animated Spider-Man film uh, not tied to the MCU yeah. because there, I remember when it first got announced that it was rumored that it was going to be like the origin story of Tom Holland yeah. or something like that and it was so it was going to be part of the MCU but a lot of them not have to like film the origin story with the actual live actors and they were like nah F that it's going to be about Miles it's going to be, uh, be about all these other spider people that people in uh, mainstream audiences don't know like yeah. Gwen and I mean Peter B. Parker was a totally new take and then yeah uh, SPDR, which is Penny Parker's suit, and, and Spider-Ham, and Spider-Man wore, like, all these crazy different Spider-Men, and make it, like, this really beautiful, artistic film mm-hmm. that's also super funny, super well-paced, has a ton of, like, great action, and these are all aspects we're just about to get into. Yeah. To overall make one of the greatest animated films of all time, it is 
probably only it is just underneath my favorite animated movie of all time and the only reason it's underneath it is because my number one which is the iron giant is is just nostalgia i thought for sure you were gonna say shrek shrek's up there (laughs) but into the spider-verse is definitely trump shrek (laughs) um so it's i mean if you're taking away nostalgia then i mean into the spider-verse is my number one and so i'm just glad we're getting more of that but yeah um Anyway, let's. I guess with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the review. Um, so, I feel like contrary to all the other episodes, I actually had time to rewatch this one, and and I didn't. Keenan and Keenan didn't. Whereas all the other episodes, I was cramming in rewatching the movies at right right before the episodes, and like I most of the time I didn't even get to finish them. Like the last review, which was the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Um, I, I mean, I guess I beat. Spider-Man PS4, right. um, which, I, but that's different. It's not a movie with The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I was like watching it, and I had plenty of time in that day. And then something got like a curveball came in, and they're like, "Hey, we get, like we need to go pick up our car from the shop." And it took us like three hours. And as soon as I came home, I was like, "All right, let's get the recording." And I'd only yeah. seen like the first thirty minutes of the movie. Granted, I've seen all these movies probably at least ten times at the minimum. Um, Into the Spider-Verse being so fresh. Yeah. And then the MCU movies being so fresh, probably not, probably a little bit underneath that. Yeah. Um, but this one, it, it's crazy. Like I told Keenan, I messaged him this. I was like, oh, I just finished rewatching it. And you were like, oh, I wasn't able to rewatch it. But like, we both have seen this movie quite. Uh, I've seen quite it at bit. least 10 times. Yeah. It, it, because that's, that's the first thing we should mention is just like how highly rewatchable this film is. Yeah. It, it might like, be the most rewatchable Spider-Man film. I, I agree. I was actually going, I was going to text you that, and I was like, you know what, I'll just say it for the episode. I was re-watching it, and I was like, I wasn't really in the mood to watch a movie today. Yeah. I was just like, I know i got to watch this movie, so we can do this review. Like, it's been a while. I think the last time I'd watched it was mm, early 2020, mm-hmm. like probably January of 2020. But the year 2019 that it came out, that I had some friends that had not seen it in theaters, and I bought the 4K, like, as soon as it came out. Yeah. Um, and I think right after that came out, I, I rewatched it like six times. Yeah. I, I watched it as soon as I brought it home, I rewatched it. And then the day after that, I showed it to a friend. And then the day after that, I showed it to that same friend, but in a bigger group of people that had never yeah. seen it. And then I came home later that day, or not later that day, but like two days later, and I rewatched it again. Like, I think I watched it like eight times in one month, and I watched it twice in the theaters. So, yeah. like, it's just. It's so highly rewatchable because it's so entertaining. I can't remember how many times I saw it in theaters. It might have been just once, but I feel like I did see it twice. But same, like, you know, I, I think we might have gotten our 4Ks the same day or, or we were texting about so. it or something. You know, we were really pumped for it. Yeah. And we were like, I remember we were kind of disappointed with the Steelbook artwork and oh, whatnot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I... I vividly remember actually it being december going to see this movie and I, i'm pretty sure i went to go see it alone i don't think yeah. we saw it um no i was i was visiting cole when yeah uh, it came out yeah yeah that's what happened so you know grayson's my superhero movie buddy so if if he's not around to watch them which he won't be all of next year because he's leaving me but um <laughs> I, I i used to just go see these movies by myself which i have no problem with like you know yeah. If, if someone doesn't want to go to the movies, like I'm not going to not go see a movie I want to see because no one wants to go. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I, I went to go see this by myself. It was like a December night, probably like pretty late. And um, 
You know, I was like kind of excited and I didn't really watch too many trailers for it, but I have a hard time getting like invested in animated um, stuff emo like in an emotional way when I'm watching it. Yeah. Um, it's different, you know, with stuff that I watched when I was younger, like Avatar, or like you said, Iron Giant, like those, mm -hmm. I can watch those now and like feel that just because of what I felt when I was a kid, but not so much anymore yeah. with like new stuff. It doesn't hit me as well, but, um, yeah. so I was kind of like, you know, I'm just going to watch this and, you know, it's got great reviews, so pretty pumped for it. And yeah, I, it was one of those movies like that stick with you as soon as you get done watching it, like every little detail you can't get out of your mind from mm -hmm. like the opening credits is probably one of the, my favorite opening credits to it's a so movie sick. ever like yeah. i was not ready for it to hit me that hard you know with just like the mix of like hip-hop with um who who scored this movie i can't even remember daniel um, pemberton okay so yeah it's like you know you got the orchestra and you got this hip-hop and like the trap beat sounds and yeah. um and then you got the record scratches and like all these cool things that perfectly captures like you, you got this spider-man feel and then you got the miles twist in it mm -hmm. and you know i feel like ever since this movie came out it's you know people people kind of knew who miles was yeah but, but the creators of this movie in particular they set the stage and kind of laid the foundation for who this character is going to be mm -hmm. in the future for movies for games because you look at like spider-man miles morales the game and it's so heavily influenced by that spider-verse movie from the music oh, yeah. to the art style um suits like the neon colors it's so heavily influenced by that yep. and that's why i'm grateful for this movie it's just like they set the tone going forward and they set the bar so high and now everyone has yeah. this expectation for like miles is the coolest spider-man you know oh yeah um so you know I, I know i didn't get into any of the details of the movie but i'm just you know rattling off you know what this movie made me feel after seeing it and i just i couldn't get it out of my head i, I was just pleasantly surprised and blown away by it and yeah. like you, I was like, yeah, they, I think shortly after they announced like 2022 for the sequel. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, how am I supposed long. to wait? It's an animated movie. I mean, like you can't pump it out a little bit sooner, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I think Sony was surprised at how well the movie was received. It was an Oscar winner. And yeah. they, they probably were like, yeah, we're going to let these people do their little Spider-Verse movie. You know, it's... Um, who's it phil lord and chris miller you know, like they, they did well with the it, animated yeah. lego movies and i feel like they didn't really have their hands in it i felt like they just gave them the creative control and they ended exactly. up making the best spider-man movie they could you know it's so. crazy what happens when you actually let creators who love spider-man make a spider-man movie yeah is it you know it like your Sony? friend <laughs> yeah like your friend um ben i i may have met him before maybe you a have, birthday yeah. party yeah so um you know, I agree with what he said, but I, I feel like his comments actually are um, better suited for the first film when they said they're just going to let them, you know, do whatever the F they want. Like, oh, yeah. I, I felt I felt that way about the first film and they're just mm -hmm. continuing on with that, you know, and I'm happy that Sony is just like, yep, keep doing this, you know. Yeah. So it's just like, hey, let me like do whatever you want, because they they respect the the source material of this so much while also creating something new. I mean the references alone to 
not only the creators of Spider-Man, but the creators of Miles Morales yeah. and all these influences. I mean, the contacts that are on Miles' phone, he has uh, he has Steve Ditko and he has Sarah Pacelli, who yeah. was the first artist for Miles Morales and Brian Michael Bendis, who yeah. created Miles Morales, like all these different references. And then, of course, you've got Stan Lee in the movie and then the message at the end for, for Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Yeah. And like it just tugs on your heartstrings. Yeah, uh, dude, 2018 was the year for Spider-Man. It was. Like, if you think back on it, like that was such a golden time for Spider-Man fans because so, of course, you had Infinity War earlier that year, but then yeah. we had Marvel, Spider-Man, and uh, the DLCs following up for that game leading up and then into Miles Morales. Yeah, because that I mean, DLC sorry. came out um, December. Like, they started yeah. rolling that out, like, November, December. Yeah, there was a DLC, and you got to play as, like, the animated Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, uh, I forgot they dropped Spider-Man that suit. suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they and released then, that. Crazy, crazy, like, I think it was, like, two days two or three days later is when they dropped the Raimi suit yeah uh which was so hype and, and Spider-Man fandom collectively lost their minds yes because they had been begging uh about it so much. Spe- begging the way, they were like toxic <laughs> yeah it was really bad yeah. like, I heard the Raimi suit whatever. yeah now, what's also crazy now is this is super off topic but they just announced that they're going to add the integrated suit and whatever the black and gold suit is officially yeah. called I think the inside out black. suit yeah exactly basically I, I i call it like the doctor strange suit because it's yeah. like got the armbands or whatever there's rumors though that like when they add those suits and then like uh then when um about a week or two after no way home comes out they're gonna add the amazing spider-man 2 suit yeah they need um, to because that would be like the last final bang like it's crazy that they're still adding suits to that game and i know it's not on the playstation 4 they explain why that like, hurt me been, like yeah, there's apparently like there's been like 19 updates for that game. Like the more updates they add, it just gets so hard to like maintain the integrity of the game that it just like it it's like well basically like explodes. it's it's totally fine. Like I like whenever they drop new suits for like the MCU, I'm like I I swing around for it, you know, in it for like right. a day, and then I'm just like all right, I'm switching back to the advanced suit, you know. I just like right, to see exactly. it for a little bit, so you know it's fine. But at the same time, I would like to like you know try it on it'd be cool right. for ps4 players because especially with like my house yeah yeah <laughs> uh, but like especially for it's so hard to get a ps5 yeah. and if you can't afford one you're still like you got to luck out and get one so not that many people get to experience that but yeah you know it's it's fine it's whatever I, like i have i can't even throw any shade towards insomniac because i just i love them unconditionally yeah uh, speaking of which, kind of coming back to Spider-Verse, yeah. one of my favorite things is in Miles Morales, they added the actual Miles Morales Spider-Verse suit, and yeah. they had the effect where he would go into ha- like basically like the half frames or whatever, yeah. which was a which is a cool detail in the movie, which I will explain. Yeah, we've, we should maybe, get into we, that, that we, corridor yeah, crew yeah, explanation. So, yeah, so we've talked about this on an episode before, but if people didn't pay attention to that episode, I don't remember when it was. Um, so... Um, Keenan and I are, are uh, not good friends, but fans of... <laughs> uh, I wish we were friends with them. I love those guys. Um, we are fans of Corridor Crew or um, Corridor, uh, previously Corridor Digital, people don't know. And anyway, they got into breaking down the animation of um, Event of the Spider-Verse. And so they're filmmakers, specifically digital artists. And they were explaining how throughout most of the movie... 
until Miles officially becomes Spider-Man, like makes the decision and like gains the confidence to become Spider-Man and yeah. like really embraces it. He, everybody in the movie is filmed, is moving, not filmed because they don't actually use a camera, but yeah. are moving at 24 frames a second, which is the standard rate for, uh, for film. Yeah. Whereas he is moving at 12 frames per second. So that means every other frame he's, he's just still like, he's just standing still It has still, that basically. almost, it's, you can't really call it stop motion cause it's not as like clanky. And yeah, it's like half stop motion. Yeah, it's, like it's similar to like if you if you're not into film and you don't understand like what's going on, it, it has that stop motion effect, you know, where it doesn't feel like it's just smooth movement, um, which I loved because it, you know, it's kind of like flipping through. You know, when you like you're a kid, you draw things on pages and then you'd kind of mm-hmm. like flip through them to kind of yeah. make it move. That's exactly what it looks like. It's like he's flipping through comic books, you know, panels. Yeah. Exactly. That's like when people like when people draw action scenes or whatever. It's kind of like basically like stuttering, kind of. Yeah. Until he becomes, I I guess more refined and mm-hmm. becomes like actually decides to be Spider Man. He has his own suit and everything. Then he's moving at twenty four frames a second, so he's not stuttering anymore. He's mo- yeah. like he's actually moving seamlessly, and it's to kind of show the character arc of him being like. Well, at first he was not as experienced, and now he is. Right yeah. like now he's he's fully embraced being Spider Man, and he's like he's kind of gained that inner confidence that he has what it takes to actually be Spider Man and fill the void that uh, the Peter Parker of his universe has left mm-hmm. open, uh, going past his death. Um, speaking of that, Spider Man, the Spider Man that dies in that universe, I was I sent a snap to um, Jacob and Cole, and. I was saying, like, as basic as it is, Chris Pine Spider-Man, that the Spider-Man that's in the opening, that's like yeah. just basically like the this Spider-Man in his absolute prime. In that movie specifically, he is my favorite Spider-Man because yeah, he's like he's so, so ideal. cool. Yeah, like he's like this 26-year-old grad student. He's married. Like yeah. he's got he's like all the success he's got this awesome cave in Aunt May's like little shack down there with like this really cool spider layer yeah like all this stuff and like I don't know why like Chris Pine's voice is like perfect for it like awesome and it's like this is so sick like again like you were saying that opening montage with the credits or whatever like with the the logos like even like changing universes and stuff which is so cool like I love that they did that with like the Columbia pictures and whatnot um, oh yeah, the build-up with the, yeah, the record like, scratching. Yes, God. like the music, and then it goes like got me wanting to watch the movie right now, dude. Like the <laughs> ba- like the bass and everything. He's yeah. like running, he's, and he's going through everything. It's yeah. just it's so cool. And then it's again that twist that you said where it just switches to Miles, and he's listening to Sunflower or whatever. By yeah. the way, this movie introduced one of the greatest like movie score or not scores. I mean, the score is great too, but just soundtracks. Yeah. Like I mean, I got the so vinyl record. Songs. It's dude. It's it's it it's good. It's yeah. there might be like one or two songs on there where I'm just like I don't really like this, but yeah, the rest of it it's just like amazing. Yeah, it's someone put it in the comment section for Across the Spider Verse. They said the thing that's the most accurate with this trailer is that Miles is still listening to this into the Spider Verse soundtrack like three years later. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, cause me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, aren't we all? Yeah. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think of. There's like so much that I want to talk about that like I should have more, been more organized and so there's yeah I mean there's just there's so much to get excited about but I mean we can kind of go through the movie so um you know it opens up with 
Peter Parker, and then uh, it transitions to where you're seeing things through Miles' perspective, mm-hmm. and he's starting a new school, and uh, where's he going? Brooklyn Visions Brooklyn. Academy? Yep. Yeah, so he's, he's starting a new school, doesn't really know anyone, doesn't want to be there. Um, but I think from that opening scene, or from the very beginning of the movie, what I loved is how they uh, established the relationship between Miles and his dad. Yeah. And um, that's like a continuous theme throughout, you know, the whole movie where, yeah. you know, when you're when you're a te- teenager, you kind of get to the point where you you're not really embarrassed by your parents, but you just want to you kind of want to flourish and be on your own and mm-hmm. follow your own vision. And then you have your parents who like have, you know, the vision that they want for you. And yeah. those two, you know, Miles and his father's ideas kind of conflict. Right. Um and you know that that whole theme just kind of like carries on throughout the whole movie until it completes an arc of its own and uh the end of the film but yeah like you know he's got a loving mother he's got a loving father his dad's a police officer he's making him go to the school that he doesn't really want to go to yeah um and you know miles he's you could tell like he walks by his old school in the beginning of the film and he's kind of like cool to them, you know, yeah, he's popular. Yeah. And, but then he comes to this other school where he's like wearing a uniform and he's not necessarily the same guy. I mean, he's, he's being himself, but he isn't as accepted, um, as he would be at his old school in Harlem. Right. Is that yeah. Harlem? I think that, uh, no one, they're both in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. Other, yeah. It's, it's, it's Brooklyn middle. So yeah. it's like, one is a public school. This one's a, a private Academy. Yeah. Um, and he's still like, you can tell that like, he's still funny. Like he's he charismatic is. and he's also, he's really smart. Um, mm-hmm. which is something that like they, they mentioned that he, they, he won a lottery basically to go to this school. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, okay, well, then maybe he's not that smart, whatever. But then they show later on that like he's in his class and he gets a zero out of 100 on this test. And the teacher's like, you know, like, if someone picked it random, like, on a true or false quiz, like, and they were blindfolded, like, what's the percentage they would likely get? And he's like, 50%. And she was like, the only way you can get a zero is if you, like, know all the, you answer. know all the answers and you're lying about it. And so yeah. it was actually that he got a 100. Yeah. And and he's like, basically, like, he doesn't want to be with these people that he calls elitist because he wants to be with the people. Yeah. It feels more connected with Brooklyn Middle or whatever. But you were talking about the relationship between him and his father, and that's one that I haven't, like, it was never one that I made such an emphasis on when I previously watched it, like, mm-hmm. years ago. Um, like, I, I, I mean, it was a main theme, but, like, the main thing that I was always taking out of it was that, like, everyone can be spider-man like that because that's the main message of the movie right yeah it's like spider-man is the people's hero you know mm-hmm. um which is what makes miles such a great a great spider-man is he yeah. really cares about the people of new york um because he wants to be one of the people in that yeah. statement that he said with like oh he wants to be with the people or whatever um but like the the message like when they're having the kind of jumping ahead a bit um when MJ is speaking at uh, Spider-Man's memorial mm-hmm. uh, and everyone's there in like the Spider-Man masks and stuff like that. Um, and she's saying like, he always said that anybody could have gotten bitten by that yeah. spider and it just happened to be him. You know, he's just like, 
the truth is like anyone can be spider-man it's like you it's like in that responsibility is like we're all counting on you you know yeah and it's like and at that moment like that's when stan lee shows up and i'm like man this is like this is about to make me cry like because <laughs> like i'm thinking i'm like man if like if spider-man was real and yeah. he like news had dropped that he died like yeah. the world would be so sad yeah you know um for and, sure and and miles like Miles doesn't even want to be Spider-Man, you know, but like that, I think that message, like, like bef- right before then, you know, like kind of jumping back to when you were in the chronology of the movie. Um, anyways, at the school, he runs into Gwanda or Gwen, um, <laughs> which we'll later figure out why that is. But yeah. then um, he, you know, with that relationship between him and his father, like his dad wants him to be, you know, smart and, and all these things, like have this great future and, he wants to be more like uncle Aaron, um, who is someone that he has a close attachment to. And so they, he goes and sneaks out instead of doing his, uh, essay on great expectations. Yeah. Um, which I kind of like that dual, that flip of like responsibility. Yeah. Um, instead of, instead of like, instead of great power being great responsibility, he's like the great expectations thing, which they never like throw at your face, but it's something that I've picked up on over the years. Um, and then anyway, he kind of embraces one of his natural things, which is doing graffiti. And so they go, um, and that's when he gets bit by the spider. And again, more soundtrack bangers. Yeah. Um, like a lot of these like really cool, um, like mixed tracks mm-hmm. of like notorious, um, yes. notorious big and like all of this stuff, you know, yeah. like, um, he gets nah. bit by the spider, and I love like when he gets bit by the spider. This is one thing like it like zooms in and shows like the venom going into him and everything. Yeah. And you think it's gonna he's gonna be like ah, you know. Yeah. And instead he just goes, Slash like he just smacks. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Nah, I love that. I love I love um just you know the little conversations with his uncle too. You know how oh, his yeah. uncle was just like you know me and your dad kind of had different ideas about things. You know, um and then. Yeah, he goes and does the graffiti, and I love the actual art he puts up because it's an outline of him, and then he paints great expectations mm-hmm. behind yep. him, like he's I'm putting it behind me kind of thing. Right. I, that's the way I interpreted it. Um, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I love that. And then I love that his uncle was like, I see exactly what you're going for here, you know? Yeah. So it just felt like he was somebody was listening to him, you know? And I yeah, think that's he, that's why he has that attachment to his uncle because he feels like he gets him. Yeah, there's a, like they really emphasize the relationship between Miles and Uncle Aaron. Yeah, um, which is necessary for the yeah, climax of the film. Oh, for sure. Um, and then once he gets bit by the spider, he kind of goes through the like one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when he like wakes up. And it's it's like it's a very funny scene, but then yeah. he finds the comic book of like the Spider-Man comic book, and it's like mirroring mirroring everything like that he is like yeah. Um, he's like, please stop sticking, and he's like, don't stop sticking, yeah. you know, like all of that stuff, which like didn't actually happen in any of the comics or whatever. Yeah. But it's cool. He's just like, I, I love one of my favorite moments is right after that. He's like, um, th- they do this continuously through the movie. They like slap comics down, like it'll like cut, and it'll be like a black background, and they'll like put a comic down, right? Right. Um, and so, like, the first one is with Spider-Man, and then the second one is uh, the one with Miles after he figures out his powers, and it says the two Spider-Man, or, like, the mm-hmm. tale of two Spider-Man, you know? And it's got Miles on one side, and then in the, in the reflection of the glass, it has um, P- 
Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like kind of freaking out. He's like, oh my God, like there's like, I'm, I'm now another Spider-Man basically. Yeah. Um, and then you get this really cool, uh, like action set piece and really emotional is when you kind of figure out what the main plot of the movie is where he makes his way down to find the spider and gets roped into, uh, the fight with Peter Parker, uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Green Goblin. Uh, and we figure out the main antagonist is Kingpin. Um, and Prowler and, shows up in that, doesn't he? Yeah, Prow- yeah. So Prowler is there and there's like a really cool fight between Peter Parker, Spider-Man and Prowler. And it's sick. Like yeah. it just like, I like you, it clearly shows like how refined of a Spider-Man he is. Cause they're just mm-hmm. like, like dodging and uh, taking bl- blows like super seamlessly. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I love is like immediately Peter Parker saves Miles and he's like, oh, you're like me. Like, well, as soon as we get out of this, like, I'll teach you everything. Like, I'll show you the ropes. Show you the ropes. And he's like, I don't want, like, I don't want this, you know? And he's like, I don't think you have a choice. Yeah. He's you like, don't. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's just like, this is, this is what happened to you. Like, yeah. this is the hand you're dealt sort of thing. And then he's killed, you know, like right after that. Yeah. Um, and that's what kind of sets in motion. The, the main plot of the movie is of him running into these other spider people and getting basically the complete opposite mentor of what the Peter Parker of his universe is. Being yeah. Like this super refined, like on the top of his game, like S tier Spider-Man. It's like, here's Peter B. Parker, this middle-aged, overweight, divorced, depressed Spider-Man. I was not who's... prepared for that. You know, it took me a while to realize that like, when I, the first time I saw this movie, I didn't realize that Peter B. Parker had like a beer belly for like for like really a good 15 minutes and i was just like oh oh man he's chunky like yeah exactly you know like, like so <laughs> we didn't i don't think we explained but like fisk who's like the main villain he kind of creates this was like a particle accelerator or something particle, like that particle collider yeah. i believe so it's supposed to like he's trying to bring in his family from an alternate reality because his family has been killed right. um and so that ends up kind of opening up the spider-verse when that happens mm. all these realities kind of clash and and now you have all the alternate versions of spider-man in this miles's um timeline so you know now you like grayson was saying you got you got peter parker his middle initial b um yeah and <laughs> he really is like he's older than the peter parker that miles had just met and was like excited about teaching him the ropes yeah um and like liked kids you have this one who's like scared of kids uh yeah like one of the biggest things is like she wanted kids and i didn't and it exactly me, you know and then Which, like later on he's just like i'm so proud of you do i want kids like yeah <laughs> you know that i mean but that was like so essential for you know later in the movie peter does it looks like he gets mj back but yeah you know peter was married to mj she wanted kids he did he didn't he was scared um, they divorce, which he spirals into a depression, is mm-hmm. just eating pizza, and he, he barely can fit into his suit anymore. He's wearing sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's a mess. He's got the five he o'clock has, shadow. He has probably the second most, like, like one of the biggest arc, character arcs in the movie as well. Yeah. Like, I think it's Miles and Peter B. Parker. They're kind of like dual yeah. protagonists there, where like he's not the he's like a supporting character but his story is pretty important i think and then of course gwen's story like they've all have dealt with forms of loss yeah and they're trying to like cope with that in different ways 
um, which is like where it really comes into play is when um, right after Uncle Aaron dies mm-hmm. um, later on in the movie, which is again very important for the plot of the movie um, and kind of the reconciliation between Miles and his father and whatnot. But he goes back to his um, his dorm at Brooklyn Visions, and all the other Spider people are there, and they're ba- basically like explaining like what the like who they lost, you know, like yeah, um, and. Uh, Spider Ham or Peter Porker says like the that's the hardest thing about this job is like you can't save everybody. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, like that is such like that's also such a good Spider Man message because there's been that like time and time again where Spider Man will do his best to save as many people as he can, but yeah. there's there's going to be some instances where he just can't, you know. And almost every variation you've got an Uncle Ben. Gwen Stacy was was Peter Parker, who in that universe became the Lizard, and because um, he felt weak and everything like that, and wanted yeah. to make himself stronger, and he ends up dying. Um, even think about in uh, Insomniac Sp- Spider Man, like you, you know, he obviously lost Uncle Ben, but he also lost Aunt May. Yeah. Um, and uh, in Six One Six, he lost Gwen Stacy and her father. You know, like he couldn't save them, and so. But then there's also the message of like he can't give up because of that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he, like one of the, one of the things that Peter Parker says in the very opening, like five minutes of the movie, he's like, no, no matter how many times I get hit, I'm always going to get back up, you know? Yeah. And that, and that's not just physically, but that's metaphorically. And like, so for Peter B Parker's example, it's like all of the crap that's happened to him, like the bad investments and Aunt May's death and, MJ divorcing him and him gaining weight like he just kept getting knocked down and down and down and he was staying down basically yeah and Gwen's was she lost her best friend she's never gonna have another friend again you know she's um, a loner and that, right and at the end of by the end of the movie she's accepts Miles and all of the other spider people as her right. friend right and and Peter B. Parker makes amends and Miles makes amends with his father um and so let's kind of a random thing but kind of connecting to no way home assuming that andrew shows up like i hope maybe there's a comment there or something that he was like you know like maybe tom's us down on his luck you know and yeah he's like he maybe just like wants to stay down per se but yeah andrew kind of motivates him like hey if you're spider-man you don't stay down you keep yeah. getting up like that's the I, exciting I, I, part I, about this movie is that this is you know x amount of years later so you can't you kind of get to piece together where they are now in their lives yeah you know yeah. we don't have to get into uh, no way home but yeah we'll just, get more into it when thought. we get into our our homecoming and far from home review and then eventually our our no way home crazy review. But, so uh, excited. i know it's like wild that it's it's only nine days away i'm yeah. so hyped um so what's so rattle off like maybe like two or three things that are just like your absolute favorite parts of the movie the visual okay number one has to be visuals yeah the like like visually yeah this is the best spider-man movie yeah like it has the not even i'm not even talking about just like animation like you just freeze frame a shot and there's so many good shots in there lots Um, of good details oh yeah like i mean you and you get so much variety too like the like from nighttime to daytime to evening time, like all of the different times of day, yep. the different weather, 
like it every shot of this movie is stunning like you get these really cool like blurred edges and one of the coolest things is how every spider-man's universe looks different yeah um so like you get a little bit of a like a tease of gwen's universe and how it's way more pink and purple right yeah like it's like the that's kind of the just different right um and then I mean, and we see that a little bit in the across the spider-verse trailer like mm-hmm. with some of the spider people that we haven't seen yet yeah um Obviously, Noir's is entirely black and white with kind of like that that halftone look, you yeah. know, where it's like looks like the 30s. Um, and you've got Peter Porker, who's like his universe literally looks like a Looney Tunes, yeah. Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. Um, and uh, Penny Parker is like anime, right? Like, yeah. So they, it's really cool to like embrace all that because in comic books, it's not like every comic is made by the same Artist. illustrator, yeah. right? Yeah, like. You know, Miles, when he was first drawn, looked a lot different than what Peter Parker looked like in that universe beforehand. Right. Or what this, like... So, that's really cool that they kind of embrace, like, each Spider-Man having their own look. Um, I think, secondly, the message of this movie, like, the fact that anybody can wear the mask, mm-hmm. like, anybody is can be Spider-Man, is such an important message, and it has really embraced the fact that, like... Spider-Man isn't just Peter Parker. He yeah. is so many more uh, individuals than that. Yeah. Um, and because Peter Parker was such an ordinary guy, any person can be Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like one of the most important takeaways uh, out of any Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Um, and then I'll say this. I think the, the score of this movie, like mm-hmm. it's just... It, so well done like the prowlers theme for example is like really scary and yeah. like it builds a lot of tension um and of course you've got kind of like the main spider-man movie or movie theme in this uh like it's not like any spider-man theme we've heard before but it's kind of like that heroic more like more traditional theme yeah and then you've got the more implementation of what you said earlier with like the hip-hop and the record scratches and um like each of the spider people have different themes yeah. as well um i mean i could go on and on for beyond three things of what yeah. i love about this movie like genuinely like this like i'm thinking on it and what is it too crazy for me to say that this movie is like a 10 out of 10 like no like, i don't I think don't, so like i it's right there I like i don't Spider-Man like I level. like i can't think of a nitpick with this movie like like i think the only nitpick i could make like i can make a nitpick for spider-man 2 and that being like mj being a like a dumb dumb yeah and <laughs> other than that like this movie like i feel like everything's in character i think it's so well made it's so well paced the action the humor the seriousness, like everything is so well balanced in this movie. I don't know. Maybe that's me just like speaking in the heat of the moment or just no, I, get, it like, I get it. Like I'll, I want to say like, I'm sure you'll agree with this too, but in terms of just like favorite part of the movie, it's definitely when miles creates his own suit and oh, it goes into dude. the what's up danger. Yes. He swings from the high building, um, which obviously he had trouble swinging, before and and he had just trouble like using his powers you know Mm -hmm. because he has the ability to camouflage he has this venom power we call it venom but it's like a shock power yeah um and he had trouble with that and then he just kind of like comes into his own 
creates his own suit suits incredible i i love just the spray painted design right like yeah insanely cool and I, he's got the Jordans and, like, you Dude, know, the, the hoodie. Are so sleek. Yeah, it's just, like, it's so cool. And I remember just getting goosebumps as he's, like, swinging through New York and What's Up Danger is playing. Yeah. Incredible. That scene makes me want to go jump off a building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Oh, just please don't do that. Just children. play that music. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but That scene never fails to get me hyped. Yeah. I'm like, you want to know you want to know my minor nitpick okay this is it. it is very minor because it doesn't like ruin the movie for me in any way but i could have done without the peter porker um, really yeah it's just a little bit too far out there for me like i want i want spider-man to be spider-man like you know human beings um like i like penny parker um but i could have done without the peter porker because i felt like that was just in there for like kicks and giggles and yeah i i, I, mean, don't I, know. I can see what you're coming from but considering he was in the comics beforehand <laughs> i could just do without it yeah <laughs> my, my whole hate, thing you also my whole, jar jar don't you? i will say this till the day i die i, I tell the people this all the time like because like a lot of times people were like whenever i complain about something they're like but in the comics and i'm like just because it's in the comics doesn't mean that it's good on like it should be in a movie you know like, yeah but like it... it's it's a lot different than them actually putting like a pig spider-man in like a live action movie you know oh it like, is it fits for it like it works for this like it doesn't like if they did this in like the mcu movies i'd i'd be so pissed i would be like i am done <laughs> you know this works because you know it is kind of, it is a kid's movie you know yeah and so it's it, it's fine but i I could have done without it. But at the same time, it's not like, oh, here comes Peter Porker. Like, he's yeah. barely in the movie for it to mean anything. Yeah, he's not uh, one of, like, the main ones. Like, nah. They, because he you comes get, in, like, like close to the third act. and it's... Right. There's, like, six. Uh, like, there's six spider people total in this yeah. movie. Like, of the main of the main team. Yeah. Um, and they really emphasize on Miles, Peter B., and Gwen. And then Spider-Man and War... Uh, Penny Parker and Peter Porker are all like kind of just like there to like fully kind of assemble this crew. Yeah. But I mean, like, there's so many ridiculous Spider Men in the multiverse that yeah. I'm like, like, in the next movie, we are more than likely going to get uh, Japanese Spider Man, mm -hmm. which is a. <laughs> he is a Spider Man who has a Megazord. Uh, called Leopardon, uh, which his powers come from an alien, and occasionally he uses machine guns. So, like, I'm not, like, I'm not worried. Like, I'm, I'm just like, whatever, go crazy. Kind of just gotta animated. embrace the ridiculousness. Yeah, it's like, it's like, all right, there's like a tier level of like, yeah, of like, oh, this is wild and this is stupid See, or whatever. The, the reason like, like I don't get upset about it is because they nailed the characters I really cared about. Oh yeah, you know, it didn't like take away from miles and gwen and and all that i i really want to like coming off of this movie i really would love to see like a gwen solo oh, spider verse yeah. styled movie you know yeah i think gwen is so like we've been we've been getting so much miles love lately i think like gwen deserves her time to shine yeah in mainstream audiences as spider-man like if that if insomniac announced next year that hey we're gonna make a 
like, because they have not an introduced Gwen in the Insomniac Spider-Man universe, if they said, say in Spider-Man 2, they introduced Gwen, and she yeah. gets bit by a spider, like, Please give me a Spider Gwen game. Like I'm not even going to be mad. Oh about my it. god, dude! If they came out with a Spider Gwen game, it like it'd be please sick. God, it'd be please so God if you're listening. <laughs> like please, Insomniac. Like, I would I've do always, anything. This, this um, movie specifically made me want to be like, okay, they need a four-player open-world co-op Spider-Man game that's exactly like Insomniac, but sick. I want it fully animated, right? Yeah. Like, I want it to be, like, like literally, like, the game of that, you know? Be yeah. able to, like, open-world and be like, all right, I'll play as Miles, and you play as Spider-Man War, and somebody else will play How as... How wild would that be, though? Like, you're, you're just swinging around as, like, you know, whoever, whatever Spider-Man you want to be. And I'm like, yeah, I'm hopping on, and then my little, like, you know advanced suit spider-man just swinging in new york too like i know ish one day that'd be that'd be amazing but yeah there needs to be a spider gwen movie or a spider gwen game like they have to make that happen at some point in time oh yeah i and like the fact because miles has again has gotten so much love in the past couple of years yeah i'm like i'm like i think people are starting to know who miles is now like once miles comes into live action then it's like like it's game over like everybody i have a theory I have a theory. I'm not sure how well it's going to be received, but like at some point in time, I believe Miles is going to hit big with some generation, probably like my brother's age, and Miles is just going to take over as the most popular Spider-Man. Like I don't eventually I don't Peter Parker that. will like I won't say he'll be sidelined, but eventually it's going to be all about Miles at some point in time because he is so cool. Like to yeah. kids i can't get my brother into anything spider-man he's nine i can't get him into anything spider-man but he loves miles morales like really yeah i mean you put that movie on and he is sucked into it he's seen it so many times and like i can't get him to play the original spider-man game but when he sees me putting on spider-man miles morales he wants to play it you know yeah. so i feel like That's at some awesome. point in time like that. if not like i don't think maybe miles doesn't take over as the most popular but like he'll be like neck and neck with peter at some yeah. point in time because he's just cool like he's just such yeah. he's a cool spider-man yeah plus he's like technically it's like i, I like i imagine that happening one day and people would be like some kid is gonna be like well i like the original spider and they're like man that's stupid he's like can he yeah. go invisible can he shoot lightning out of his hands <laughs> didn't think so miles is the best yeah. and i'm and i'm like well that kid's not wrong he Peter Parker definitely cannot do those things. No, he can't. <laughs> and, and he's like, he's got the cool suits and he's got the cool music, you know? It's yeah. It's like, he's oh, going to... Miles' suit in almost any version, like, any variation, that black and red suit, man. Yeah. I don't know why, like, I feel like if, if it had been the original Spider-Man suit, like, we would probably think the red and blue suit would look ugly. Like, yeah. if, if, like in an alternate universe, in an alternate Spider-Verse, uh, <laughs> if... In 1967, Peter Parker would never been created, right? And they yep. started out with Miles Morales. And then Peter Parker was introduced today. People would be like, oh, that red and blue suit is, like, kind of cool. But it's not nearly as good as Miles' suit. Yeah. You know? Like, I like. I mean, now the red and blue suit is iconic. Like, yeah. And that's, like, we, I mean, it's so perfect. But, yeah. like, Miles' suit is dope. Yeah. Like, the black and red, it's sleek. Like, but. And um, I think that this, ver- like, Spider-Verse is miles suit again the spray i think it's my favorite like mile suit like the classic's great um but this might be my favorite take on on the suit 
and um i don't know i mean tracksuit also is really cool and um oh yeah the spider-man miles morales game but yeah yeah i mean like this this movie like puts miles morales on notice and i've liked miles morales but i never had be been invested in him so much as a character until this film came out yeah and then a year later or two years later they're like yeah we're dropping a miles morales game and i'm like what yeah please give it to me like i need more miles morales content yeah for real okay this is like a super random thing that i just thought of and i was thinking about it earlier there are five actors in this movie that now all have mcu roles Haley steinfeld Mm -hmm. kate bishop um mcu roles um aaron they, taylor they, johnson they, is gonna be craven oh, aaron what? taylor johnson no he's not in this movie um yeah who's there's five actors so and that, that what's crazy is that when this movie came out when spider-verse came out there were no that none of them had mcu roles except one if you count the netflix show but now he actually has like our main MCU role. I'm trying to think because so Haley Seinfeld is one. Yeah, you're just gonna have to tell okay. me because I have no idea. Okay, so I'll I'll go in like the order of most obvious, the least obvious. So number two is Oscar Isaac is Spider-Man 2099 in the post credit oh, yeah, scene. Right. Oh, you're talking and about he, the new one coming out? What are you talking about? Oh, he's in the post credit scene. Duh. Yes. Okay. So Oscar Isaac. Yeah. So he'll be. Uh, he's playing Moon Knight, Moon Knight which okay. has not come out yet. That's the second one. Then you have, um, Brian Tyree Henry. He plays Jefferson Davis, Miles's dad. He played oh, yeah. Festus in, in Eternals. Eternals. Okay. I um, still haven't seen Eternals, but yeah, it's decent. <laughs> Mahershala Ali. Blade. Oh, Blade. Duh. Yeah, how did I not get that? And the last one, which is, I think her role in this movie is way cooler, which is something that I failed to mention. Catherine Hahn plays Agatha and also voices Olivia Octavius. She does. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. And honestly, I forgot she's crazy about what's crazy about all those actors. Is when this movie came out, none of them had roles in the MCU. Yeah. Other than Mahershala Ali had, he played Cottonmouth and Luke Cage, but that's not canon to the MCU, so that doesn't really count. It will be soon. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You don't, you don't think so? I mean, like, I don't, I don't think don't. Luke Cage might not be in the MCU, but like, you know, at the same time, kind I, of Feige confirmed that Charlie yeah, but Cox. Yeah, he, he didn't confirm that universe is canon. Yeah. That's what I mean. But anyway. Um, and also, people are misquoting that, by the way. Okay? People are... Random thing. People are saying that Kevin Feige confirms that Charlie Cox is coming back. He said... He quote... And he's being very specific. I have no doubt in my mind he will come back. But Kevin yeah. Feige said... If Daredevil were to come back, it, he would be played by Charlie Cox. We would not recast him. He doesn't say, oh, Daredevil's coming back and he's played by Charlie Cox. People are misquoting that. Just yeah. saying. Anyway, he's gonna, he's gonna come back. He's gonna be in no way home. I just I'm, feel I'm like it's too obvious. Like I feel like he wouldn't bring that up at all. If well, also he considering Vincent D'Onofrio was like basically in that most recent yeah. episode. Yeah. And plus, like we we've Kevin Feige, we've seen the leaked photos. Okay. Yeah. We've seen Charlie Cox at a table with Tom Holland. 
Okay, not fooling so anyone. Random. I feel like this they're gonna so... cut all that crap out of the movie just just to troll us and be like, oh my god. And then they're know. gonna release an extended cut two weeks later that's gonna have all that stuff. Oh yeah, my god, that'd make me so mad. Remember when they did that with Far From Home where they just released an extended cut? Yeah, with that awesome action scene. Yeah. In the restaurant, yeah, and then just like, cut well, the whole thing. Yeah, that's. I forget that they even cut that. To be yeah, honest. I'm like. Peter's like, or Spider-Man's just like joking around with the cops, and I'm like, that's so him! I'm like, why would you cut that? But, whatever. I can't wait yeah. for those reviews. I cannot wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the most negative thing we've ever done, and I still rate those movies as a B. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, back, one last thing. I Doc Ock in this movie is so cool. In yeah, the Spider Verse. The reveal sure. when that happens when you're like they're at Alchemax out in the like upstate New York or whatever. I did not see that coming. And, and you're like, she's like, oh, my friends call me Liv, but my enemies call me Doc Ock. And you're like, yeah, oh god. And you're like, it's just so cool. Such a cool reveal. Like yeah. the villains they have in this movie are stacked because they're like so like they're not obscure Spider Man villains, but like you have Kingpin as the main villain. And then you've got his little cronies, which you've got Green Goblin. He's working underneath Kingpin. Which Giant Green cool. Goblin. Yeah, I love that take. Because that's more in, in tone with the Ultimate Spider-Man yeah. universe, where Green Goblin's like this hulking monster, not yeah. like a guy in a suit and a glider. Um, then you've got Tombstone. Yep. Sick. Uh, and then you've got Prowler. And you've got Scorpion, who's like actually a scorpion. He's like a guy that's on two legs, but then his two legs split apart into like eight legs. Yeah. And he's like actually a scorpion and he's Hispanic. I'm like, that's sick. Yeah. I don't know where they got that idea from, but that's dope. And then you've got a female Doc Ock. Yeah. Um, which, one little note, I think people have mentioned this before, but in the comics, uh, Otto Octavius actually. There was like this little arc, and I don't know if it's still canon or not, but he had a relationship with Aunt May. Uh, mm-hmm. And what's funny is she mentioned, she says, my friends call me Liv. Mm-hmm. So that, that implies that in this universe, Aunt May is it must be bisexual or something because, because she calls Olivia Liv. So I think they're hinting that the fact that in Miles' universe, Aunt May and... Olivia Octa- oh, Octavius okay. dated. Yeah, because in, in the 616 universe, Otto Octavius dated Aunt May. Gosh. It was super oh, weird. Okay, yeah, he, I see what yeah, you're saying. It was, it was so strange, but it was a cool little nod. Over. Yeah. There's also like a ton of Easter eggs in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they also produced Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And in the like particle collider like final sequence when they're trying to destroy it and everything, you can see the machine that turns the like, <laughs> turns the weather into food. Yeah. Uh, like floating around, it was like a little Easter egg or whatever. But that's just because it's like Sony animation. Or yeah. Whatever. But anyway, that's that's enough of my little uh, did you know facts about Spider-Man <laughs> into the Spider-Verse. But <laughs> I also like quick quick little thing. I love the little nods to the older. Spider-Man, live-action Spider-Man, dude, movies, like the Raimi ones. Dude, the fact that they actually just use the audio of Cliff Robertson saying, "With great power comes great responsibility," yeah. to Peter, ugh, it makes me so happy. Like, I love that they made that decision. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, the part like he's holding the train, all of that stuff. The car flying into the restaurant, he just punches. And he just it. punches. Yeah. Just the dancing. Yeah. Pointing the fingers. Like, we, we actually, use the same that. music. Yeah, it's great. Like they really. I, I, 
this, you know, we've talked a lot about, as we wrap this up, we've talked a lot about in the past, specifically in the more negatively received Spider-Man movies, that being Spider-Man 3 and then The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Yeah. How Sony really influenced those movies for the worse because they tampered with the creator's vision. This is the complete opposite. The Spider-Man 1, 2, and this movie are the complete opposites where Sony did not meddle or interfere and it created amazing Spider-Man movies. Yeah. People who truly loved the source material and the character of Spider-Man and created a movie with heart and action and humor and overall an amazing message and theme that really resonates with the character of Spider-Man and is in line with the character of Spider-Man. And it just goes to the show, like, I hope, I, I part of me hopes that, like, one day Sony is going to learn their lesson. I know they won't with the live action <laughs> stuff, like, like because we've gotten Venom 1 and 2, we're getting Morbius uh. in January, and we're getting, I mean, we're, we're about to see with No Way Home. So we'll see what happens. Uh... And which I mean, in my even from the trailers and stuff, it does not. I believe Sony has already like probably interfered with that movie, um, and they will in the future. It's just how it happens. But um, I, I just have the utmost respect for people like when, when um, producers and production companies have faith and trust in the people who really love Spider-Man and want to make a good story. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I think. Spider-Man 2 and Into the Spider-Verse are like the ultimate Spider-Man movies, pun intended, uh, that really show like the yeah the like the gravitas of uh, of Spider-Man and like what he means to people. If somebody came to me and was like, "Yeah, I've never seen a Spider-Man movie. I don't really care for Spider-Man. Like, which one? What do I watch?" It'd be between Spider-Man 2 and yeah. this. Yeah, they're like because they like Spider-Man films. I I feel like they would just get the character from those two films. Like mm-hmm. they'd know. Oh, they're, this is what the character is about. I like it. You know, yeah. they're like, they are. They both have human stories mm-hmm. where the character is Spider-Man. You know. Yeah. Um, whether that be Miles or Peter Parker. For sure. Um, but yeah, that's gonna do it for uh, this review of End of the Spider. Do you have any other final thoughts before we wrap it up? I hope you guys enjoyed um, our last review of a good Spider-Man movie. Um, this is the last good that's one not we're true. gonna be reviewing. We still have Homecoming. <laughs> this is the last good one. <laughs> okay, we got one more movie. Actually, he's he forgot we got to review Homecoming. Yep, this is the last good one though. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, no, thanks thanks for listening guys. It's been fun. I'm gonna be sad when this series is over, but I'm also excited because um do you wanna tease what did we already tease what you're gonna be doing after this series? With Cole? Uh No not yet, but let him. let's let's hold off on that. Okay, well there'll be something cool after this series. A new Hopefully. series. Nothing confirmed yet. Yeah. Nothing confirmed yet. Hopefully. Hopefully. There'll be something cool. Um, if not, we're going to be reviewing No Way Home pretty soon. I'm so pumped for that. And, and Cole will, of course, be on that, hopefully. So yeah. we'll have you know, a normal episode for that one. Yeah. That, this is true. That's I, all, folks. Hopefully we can get him on here. But, um, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys all for listening. Um, you can follow us at Comic Blast underscore on 
comicblast underscore on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow me at Straights the Rate and Keenan at Keenan Creates. Um, and stay tuned for the the final three films, that being Homecoming, Far From Home, and No Way Home, which we will have to get crammed here in the next uh, nine days. Yes. Um, but uh, we'll find a way. It's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. With that being said, you ever hear the shoulder touch? Hey.